questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to a new season of Veritas. Tonight we celebrate another Veritas birthday. Veritas turns 11. And with that, we begin season 12. I hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving, even though every day should be a day where we engage in gratitude. And speaking of gratitude, a few days ago I received a message from a young lady in Australia. As promised, I will start featuring your voice messages at the beginning of our program. Here's a message from Jasmine. Hi Mel, greetings from Australia. This is Jasmine, and first of all, I wanted to say a heartfelt thank you for the incredible gift that you've given to me in my life through Veritas. I was 16 years old when I started listening to your show, and I'm 25 years old now. I have a question which I've been wanting to ask you for some time, and that is, if you had one piece of advice that you would wish to impart to this young generation, what would it be? Thank you, and as always, take care. Bye-bye. Well, Jasmine, first let me tell you, this is one of the most humbling messages I have ever received. Truthfully, I didn't think young people were listening to this program, but I'm glad that you are. Let me try to answer your question. I would say this. Work hard. Don't cut corners. Save money as early as you can. Think for yourself. And most importantly, speak the truth especially in a time where political correctness is just censorship in disguise. I also want to share the following with you because sometimes we have moments when we don't seem to be satisfied with our lives. And it's all about perspective. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. You reach like this. Sometimes you are satisfied with your life, while many people in this world are dreaming of living your life. A child on a farm sees a plane fly overhead and dreams of flying. But a pilot on the plane sees the farmhouse and dreams of returning home. That's life. Enjoy yours. If wealth is the secret of happiness, then the rich should be dancing on the streets. But only poor kids do that. If power ensures security, then officials should walk unguarded. But those who live simply sleep soundly. If beauty and fame bring ideal relationships, then celebrities should have the best marriages. Live simply, walk humbly, and love genuinely. All good will come back to you. And as always, I want to thank you, Veritas member, for allowing this platform to continue. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview, and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button, at VeritasRadio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store, for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. 
And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabregas. When you attend a conference or a special event, there is usually a shaman, an elder, a philosopher, someone who can impart wisdom upon us. It has become a tradition to have someone very special to all of us. He has devoted many years of his life to transformational spiritual growth in both hermetic and esoteric Christian traditions. His synthesis of wisdom, eloquence, and forthrightness has helped to earn his reputation as a widely respected figure in contemporary spiritual teaching and has made him a permanent fixture on this modern-day mystery school we call Veritas. In addition to decoding current world events, we'll discuss knowing good and evil, right and wrong, truth and falsehood, the counterculturalism of real spirituality, and much more. We are all eternal students, practicing every day to become better human beings. Tonight, Veritas becomes Classroom Earth, and our teacher is Neil Kramer. His website is neilkramer.com. Neil, thank you for joining me once again. Welcome back. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure, as it always is. Very glad to be with you. Always, always a pleasure. You know, it's interesting because we were talking before we began, and the last time I spoke with you was exactly a year ago. But it feels like we talked yesterday. <laughs> is it that we're getting old? or Because they say that time is a spiral, and as you get older, it feels that it's really accelerating. Is that true, or is time really accelerating, and we just don't notice I think certainly as you get older, your experience window for knowing what it is to pass pass through the seasons and pass through anniversaries and birthdays and Christmas and this and that, that the older you get and the more contextualization you have for knowing what it is to go through a year, the faster it appears to pass. Also, though, on top of that, I would certainly say that when you examine theological matters like eschatology, the study of the end of the world, essentially, you often come across the idea that as you near the end, it speeds up because a lot of things are happening faster. And where certain cultural and political and personal matters, you know, used to take a very long time, you know, generations to slowly evolve, near the end, they happen very, very quickly. And it gives the impression that time is speeding up. So I would say, personally, for me, both of them, I'm getting older and time passes faster, which is a, a gift, really, because it whizzes by. So you, you learn to take each moment as a, a moment, an opportunity for gratitude and acknowledgement and recognition. And you, you look at things more carefully, you listen to things more carefully and hold and touch and taste things more carefully. So it's a, a spiritual test aging and the the passage of time but certainly when you do what i do and you do what you do and many of the listeners we look out into the world and it's hidden layers spiritually and parapolitically and esoterically you can't help but notice that things are moving at a fast pace now and um as we'll come to say i think that fast pace for the first time in a long time is in our favor so that's that's a nice thing to observe. By the way, I wanted to ask you something unrelated to tonight's interview. Actually, it's actually related. But I gave my reaction to a 
that voicemail, an audio clip that somebody left on our website of a young lady. Her name is Jasmine. She started listening to Veritas when she was 16. She's now 25. And it's probably one of the most humbling messages I've ever received. And in addition to that, I've gotten, I've received a lot of email from people who say that they were introduced to us by their children. One of them is eight-year-old. Oh, yeah, you need to listen to the Veritas guy, an eight-year-old. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, for years I've never used profanity. I've always conducted my interviews as professionally as possible. But, you know, they were more tailored for adults. I never yes, intended yes. it for, to be for children. But knowing now that a lot of the, the young people are listening to us, I gave her my response. But I'd like you to give her a response. Sure, I'd love to. Seek truth, do good, and share. The truth that you come upon will help you be a better man, a better woman. And the wisdom that you gain from your righteous conduct and your wisdom, you should share with others uh, who have the ears to hear and the eyes to see. You should share it. So if you make truth the basis of your personal philosophy, you won't go far wrong. You will know, though, and this young lady will know already, that most of the time that will involve swimming against the tide and will involve, as we mentioned in the, the show notes, being countercultural, essentially. So real spiritual life always <clears throat> opposes the mainstream culture. So all my most dearly held principles in my life mainly oppose the mainstream culture of empire. We'll come to that later, but that's what I'd say to her. And I'll, let me add this to it, if I may. Um, every year I, I do a, 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 um, a, a lecture series. Sometimes we call it a conference, a seminar, a workshop sometimes. And it's basically, I, I go to a venue. I've done it in various places in Washington and Oregon and California and different places. And the past five years I've been doing it in New York at this uh, place called the Omega Institute for Holistic Studies. It's, it's kind of like a, a spiritual retreat center, like a miniature college, and they have like 10 classrooms, and many thousands of people go there over the year to see lots and lots of different teachers, and I'm just one of them. So I use the Omega Institute to do this annual get-together, and people come from all over the world and sit with me for three days and listen to me talk and ponder and contemplate. This last year, just a, a couple, this this year rather, just a couple of months ago in September, uh, we had the, a great hundred and something people, which is quite a lot considering they're there for three days just for me, just to listen to me yakking on for three days, and it's quite deep work as well. It's not, it's not light-hearted. It's quite pr profound in terms of what I ask the audience to think about. It's hard work. But what was lovely this year was there were several teenagers there, two 16-year-olds, one 18-year-old and one 19-year-old, so four people under the age of 20. And every single one of them as well came up to me afterwards and sort of shook my hand and said, thank you for what you do. I've been listening for years. So a 16-year-old, I've been listening for years. And it was like, it's those moments, Mel, I'm sure you'll agree, that make it all worth it. Because I enjoy what I do anyway, and I know you do. But, you know, we don't have to do this. There's lots of other things to do. And some days, especially when you get flack and people are calling you names and racist and bigoted and ridiculous and stupid because you think this or you think that, some days you just 
throw your hands up and think, well, you know, honestly, sometimes it's a bit of a nuisance. But not not so much. I don't feel too bad about that. Mostly I enjoy what I do. And I would do it anyway, even if no one was listening. I'm still going to write and record and make stuff. And most of my work is with teaching individuals. And every single day of the year, people, you know, I, I would fill every day of the year up with that if, if I allowed that to happen in my calendar. So the, the brunt of my work is not media. It's not doing venues because, you know, I'd do things very differently if I was doing that. Most of my work is spent with individuals, uh, sometimes online and sometimes in person, sometimes in small groups, occasionally in large groups. And some of those people have actually, the younger people, the parents have contacted me and said, will you mentor my son, for example? Um, And I speak to the parents first, then speak to the kid. And, you know, they're just basically employing me like they'd employ a homeschool teacher sometimes or they'd employ somebody to listen not so much as a counselor or a therapist but just as a sort of lucid witness so on the one hand it's very wonderful because frankly if you want to make big changes you've got to talk to the young people and on the other hand it's very sad because although the people I speak to and the families do very well it reminds me out there elsewhere in the world how few people have any wise elders to speak to, I'm not even classifying myself as that yet, believe me, but how, how few people we can turn to in life to share the deepest things with in a meaningful way, in person, in our life, on a day-by-day or week-by-week basis. I'll tell you, most people have nobody, absolutely nobody. And even when you go to a conference or a workshop, it's, you know, it's an event. It's not everyday life. It's a one-off, really, or you know, two or three times a year. So I think part of the lesson for me is, especially working with young people, is we have to build better local opportunities for people to come together because it's missing in society, and it, it, that's a problem. So I think that's where a lot of my thinking and effort goes at the moment into making places we can come to to gather and talk socially professionally to listen to learn um as a church would do but most churches don't succeed in that but the the the, even the word for church comes from the word ecclesia and ecclesia means those who feel summoned to a higher purpose perhaps a divine purpose when they congregate that's what ecclesia means so it's a congregation of those who feel called to something higher than themselves so the very word for church originally meant that, ecclesia, like, you know, ecclesiastical council or ecclesiastical philosophy or whatever. Um, that's what it meant. And I think that's, that's what we have to look at seriously here because most families and schools and workplaces and social situations don't provide that deep contact. So you need something higher than the ordinary, which ordinary people all um, administrate, you know, it could be me and you and a couple of other guys and a couple of other ladies, and we're the people who organize it. And we have some speakers and this and that. People come together. So it's no one individual. It's not. It's never the Mel Fabregas show or the Neil Kramer show. It's just creating an opportunity for people to actually do that together. That, that doesn't exist. So when I speak to those 16-year-olds, which I do, as you do, 
and they they go through life they say yeah i'm i'm trying to find that in my everyday life in france in america in new zealand in germany in you know indonesia wherever they are they're trying to find it because it's hard to find you know growing up and by the way let me just say this it's not that i was losing hope for our youth but because i see technology being a double edged sword the internet i thought that the internet was magnifying the hive mind. You know, as a, as a youngster, I remember I was always innately questioning dogma, questioning science, questioning organized religion. But again, this was before the internet. But now with this influence and ever the, the peer pressure, I am so impressed with these children and, and, and youths that step yeah. outside of that and come to us and say, listen, I'm not part of the matrix. I want to listen. I'm an open-minded skeptic, but I want to listen to what others are saying. And to me, I feel like I owe an apology to a lot of these youths because I thought, <laughs> I really thought that we were losing them. Well, it's it's a bigger number than you think who are knowing that there's something wrong with mainstream culture because it, it's it's sick. It's wrong. They know They know that. And I think as we you step back and uh, saturated with the media and the websites and newspapers and broadcasts and radio, you'd be given to thinking that everybody is a um, collectivist, a relativist. Everybody is, everything's good, nothing's bad. You know, we're all the same. And, you know, that, that kind of horrific nonsense, you, you'd be worried that the children who'd been drenched in that from the age of sort of seven onwards to 14 and in their early 20s would be hopelessly poisoned by that uh, relativism. That's not true. Kids are very resilient. And I would say maybe, maybe most kids are not infected by that nonsense. Maybe. But it, the media doesn't want you to believe that. It wants you to think that you're in a, a hopeless situation. So I guess, you know, that that sort of leads us into the beginning of what I'm going to talk about, really. So do you want me to head on into my uh, thought process here? Before you do, you use the word equality. And I have a problem with that word. <laughs> because before we begin with that, I just want to address this for a moment. And when I hear the word equality, I just think, how boring would it be if everyone were to be equal? I enjoy differences. I enjoy the people around me who have different thoughts, people who look different than me. This is just the fabric of who we, who we are. Why is this equality being pushed left and right if this is not true? Well, equality, you know, if you put it through the decoder, it means division. So equality used by empire, this satanic world system, is basically a tool for division. Uh, so I'm, I'll, I'll talk about that in a in a few moments let let me come to that because i do have something to say about that if i may um when when you said you know let's talk about this what do you want to talk about you've got some ideas i've got some ideas i decided upon uh a couple of things to talk about at a bit more length because you and i can talk about so many things so easily and even the side roads you know we were heading on the highway and we go off on a little country road for half an hour or an hour, it's so easily done. So I'm just going to pull myself back onto the highway for a second because there's something I do want to sure. sh share with your guys today. But I'm going to come to that, Mel, because that's an important thing. And, and believe me, I'll, I'll, I've got a little note on my piece of paper here to make sure I come to that. But let, let me start off by saying, as we think about this idea of classroom earth, what I mean by that. 
and of, of course, as always. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.